0: Uh-oh. <clears throat> Thank <laughs> Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: Hey James, how you doing mate?
2: Good, how are you going?
1: Yeah, pretty good mate, thank you. Nice to see you today, I'm looking forward to this.
2: Great, well let's see if I can get you on the right angle.
1: Yeah, that would
3: be a good start wouldn't it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's got to get down here. So,
3: Remove
2: this one second. No worries, mate. No problem. Some of them are portraits, some of them are landscape.
1: <laughs> well, okay, it would going. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Did you had
2: a good one? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I've got a I picked up a new surfboard today, it's been in the wings for a while
1: ah cool I'm, it's weird actually i was having a look at your site and you didn't start s- surfing to what two six or something like two eight with um let's have a look ezra 213 with ezra. good god
2: when's that six
1: years yeah so it's it's well and truly yes. taken a grip then huh
2: ah yes What well, it's like yeah once you get into it that's it yeah that's it's a very challenging sport. Hmm. It's just one got... second, line. No problem, sort of no
3: problem.
1: Season. Oh, we're getting there.
2: Yeah, I've just got to take this out of the mountain. And then I'll turn you back on. It's no just jammed problem. up a bit. So... <clears throat>
0: It's very,
1: very stiff. Now, I've got to tell you, mate, you've got um, bigger kahunas than me when it comes to, to surfing over in your neck of the woods. Isn't your water full of sharks? Or is that just uh, just an English guy's perspective again?
2: Wow, oh, well, I mean, the English, they, they're bothered about everything, really.
1: Well, yeah, there is that.
2: <laughs> Snakes, spiders. That's
1: it.
2: I mean, if you get into a car, then you're taking more of a risk. Yeah.
1: So you're
2: yeah, not going to tell me you don't dr- drive either, right?
1: No, 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 no. I do drive. Pretty badly, but I drive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should be on now. Uh, there you go, mate. That's looking right.
1: That's looking pretty good. Okay. <laughs> no sweat so yeah so i mean just to just to clarify really you know i've been aware of you for ages and ages and ages because the internet's actually a smaller place than you think isn't it really you just sort of um you know i I tend to kind of um gravitate towards people who i think are, are kind of ethical and got integrity about them and i watch what they do over a long period of time and um and the other ones tend to come and go but you're still here and uh you know, everything that I've seen about you and what you've done and everything um, has told me that you're the type of guy that I'd like to get on here as an example to other people. And just to refresh your memory, this is less about your kind of success in terms of what you've done, how much money you've made or what you've done materialistically or anything like that. It's a little bit of that, of course, because that's the key that opens the door to get people interested. But it's more about some of the struggles you've overcome. Because what I'm trying to get across to people is that even those that we perceive to have everything, there was a time when they didn't and they struggled and they toyed with the idea of quitting. We all do. And some of us decide when life kicks us in the teeth to stay laying down. And some of us choose to get up and go again. And, um, and what I generally do is I, I, I love to kind of ask my guests to just give us their backstory. You know what got them to where they are now, and some and talk about some of the um, you know the struggles they've overcome. Uh, if that's cool with you, that's the way I'd like to take it.
3: Okay.
1: All right. <laughs> no pressure. I promise. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and I know what to steer clear of. Now we've we've uh, we, we don't talk about first wives. I promise. Okay. So I'm going to do the intro and away we go. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's Coffee with Robert. I'm delighted to have a super guest with me today, a guy called James Shramko from superfastbusiness.com. I've been watching this guy for a long, long time on the internet. Super successful, an awful lot of integrity, does things the right way. And uh, I'm absolutely stoked to have you on the show today, James. And I'm really, really keen to find out a little bit about your backstory and what's got you... Where you are right now, where you're intending to go with all of this in the next few years. Sounds good. So tell me a bit about the backstory. How did you start online, etc.?
2: Uh when I started online, I was also a general manager of a Mercedes Benz dealership. And we were coming into an economic financial uh, decline and that concerned me because I was getting paid a wage by one company uh, a high wage and I felt like my job would be at risk and I had a sense that I was repeating history It uh, felt to me a lot like what happened to my own father when I was a kid when I was about 17 he was a high flyer had a um, great job in a big company and then there was the recession in Australia in the late 80s. And he found himself redundant. And they had to sell the house, the car. Uh, and he he struggled, I think, from that. Never really recovered, either financially or um, mentally. I think it was a big hit for him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And here I was, you know, repeating a cycle. I'm like, hang on. I'm getting paid by one person, I'm I'm, a high flyer, I've got a family, I don't wanna to have to go home and let them know that dad's no longer got a job, we have to sell the house, we have gotta move. So I knew that it was a race against time to create some sort of uh, psychological safety for me and for my family. Mm-hmm. I needed to get paid by multiple people and most of the information I was studying at the time led me to the concept that I really need my own business. As I noticed most of my Mercedes-Benz <laughs> clients, uh, the, the bulk of them were business owners, not employees.
1: Interesting. Interesting. And so where, how, did, how, did, how did that progress from there to where you were online?
2: Uh, I, <laughs> there was a few things. One was uh, an ex sort of combatant of mine in the sales force had uh, gone out and registered a domain and I thought, Oh, well, that's interesting. Maybe I should register a domain. So in 2005, I registered a domain. Mm-hmm. Um, at about the same time, a client of mine asked me if I'd like to teach his financial advisor team of salespeople how to sell better. He said, whatever you're doing to me, can you teach my team? Cause I bought 12 cars from you. And then they're, they're no good at selling. And I said, sure, I'll check with my boss. I went to the owner of the business and said, listen, this client wants me to train his financial advisor team of salespeople. I don't think it's a conflict. I'll do it on my day off. What do you reckon? And he said, sure, I just charge plenty. Mm. So I invoiced this guy $4,000 and I prepared a training session for a, a day. And with the money, I went and bought a laptop.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's sort of the that's really when I went back online since I'd had a computer in the, the late 90s. I had a computer about 1996 for mm-hmm. a couple of years until yeah. it stopped being effective. Yeah, And I was on the world wide web way back then. My cousin had put me onto it, but then I disconnected from it. Uh-huh. So now I had a domain, I had a laptop, and I was actually researching to buy some books from Jay Abraham who I was studying at the time. And I stumbled across this page that wanted me to enter my email address. And if I did, they'd send me some Jay Abraham reports and I did that. And then when I got the reports, they said, Hey, by the way, you know, you can actually give these reports away and you can make money. if People buy the products that we sell. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. That was, um, Affiliate marketing, as I later found out, and I joined this marketplace called ClickBank and got my affiliate link. And then I noticed with my internet service provider mm-hmm. you could have a web page, so I sort of rolled out my ten feet cord, plugged it into the phone line, and dialed in, and I
0: mm-hmm. set up
2: my page in a. Uh, Of course I didn't make any sales at all. I had no idea what I was doing. And then the sort of hunt was on. I really need my own website to put on my own domain. And um, I struggled for it was about nine months Mm -hmm. using my laptop every day after work and trying to figure out how to build a website. And eventually after a, a lot of hardship trying to figure it out, I found some software that made it a bit easier and, I set up a demo site with the software to teach Mm -hmm. myself how it all works. You know, like uh, I think the old Lego constructor in me (laughs) came out and I put my affiliate links on it because I realized, you know, I knew what affiliate marketing was from the last time around. um, Almost by accident, I kind of made a sale and it was $49.25 commission. It was like, wow. A happy um, dad, sir. Just, <laughs> yeah, You know, like this, this could yeah. actually work and, yeah. and I just set about, uh, then driving traffic, improving my conversions mm-hmm. and making more and more sales and, uh, sort of ramp that up. Eventually I was getting $150 and then $300 and 500, and, mm-hmm. um, then, then, uh, I created a bonus for people who bought the software from me if they bought mm-hmm. it through my link. And one day someone in a forum had asked a question about how to use the software. And someone said, Hey, look, I've got this cheat sheet that I got from James Schramko Mm. uh, from buying through him. You should get it. It's great. And so they emailed me and they said, Hey, would you sell me the cheat sheet? And I said, okay, well, if you PayPal me $40, I'll send it over. Mm -hmm. They sent me $40. So I made a sale directly. They went into the forum and said, hey, he'll sell it to you for 40 bucks." The next day, I had like 20 people trying to buy this Wow, wow. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Maybe the market of people who already has the software is bigger than the market who who are going to buy the software. Mm. So I put up a domain for the cheat sheet and I listed it as a, um, back then there was a warrior forum and there was a special offer feature and I put it on there for $40 mm. and I happened to be moving house at the time. And that week um, when I moved house, I was selling a thousand dollars a day worth of this um, wow. ebook. Yeah. And I, I'm like, you know, like, if I could actually do this yeah. full time, if I could make a thousand dollars a day, I could quit my job. And uh, that was when that was really the first moment I thought, maybe this is possible. And I was reading the four hour work week and yeah. I was working hard on developing new affiliate offers that had more recurring components yeah. and uh, got myself over to America, attended a conference, won a prize and started networking with some much more advanced marketers. They were all making over a million dollars a year. Yeah. And I, I've stumbled over CPA marketing and and high level affiliate offers. Mm -hmm. And um, then I went back home and I realized, well, I could, I built a couple of websites for some businesses and I thought maybe I could do their online marketing for them. And I pitched one, one company that, and they said, yeah, when can you start? And I'm like, Oh, and then I found another referral, and mm-hmm. pitched another one and I so now I had two clients who wanted online marketing as a service
3: yeah
2: so that plus what I was making for my affiliate income plus the ebook um, actually matched my income so I quit my job and went full-time into it and that was about uh, 11 years ago now
1: yeah it's in, it's interesting because there's, there's a couple of areas that you were talking about that I've been involved in as well <laughs> I'm, my, my dad was a car um, a car salesman and so I was kind of brought into that business as well and, and, and did a, a, a bit of that. I remember going through the whole dial-up modem thing and, and I was around about the time that, uh, that uh, Frank Dyer was doing his infamous internet empire's thing and trying to do all of that on a dial-up was was um, was a nightmare. But one thing that really interests me about people is the difference that makes the difference from it, okay? See, a lot of people would would bow under the pressure of, of their family people around their, their peers and all saying oh what are you doing wasting your time doing this you know go and go and do this or go and get a proper job or concentrate on your, on your traditional business and yet you didn't you kept going and there was no there was no guarantee that you were going to make it any more than there is for anybody else and i'm i'm curious when you were going through that kind of that morphing between one stage of life to another Whether or not there was indeed any doubt, or whether you just had blind faith and just kept going um, in the faith that it was all going to go out right in the end, I'm I'm curious how you felt in that period.
2: Well, the thing that really bothered me was that uh, by day I was a general manager of a Mercedes-Benz dealership. I was on a three hundred thousand dollars package, so I thought, well, surely. I'm not the most basic person on the planet. Like I must be able to figure this out. I just just had this confidence that I could figure it out, but it was confoundingly difficult. It was so Mm -hmm. difficult. And then, you know, part of it was I realized that I'm trying to do everything myself. I'm I'm not investing anything in it. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. run a dealership that way. Mm -hmm. So I sort of sprung for a few eBooks and Mm -hmm. started fast tracking my education and of course, these days, I teach my own students, like, don't, don't you dare learn how to build a website. Like, that's the last <laughs> yeah, thing yeah, you should yeah. be doing. It was, it's, um, it's a problem because you, in the beginning, you don't have something to sell, so you're not making money, so you can't invest for someone mm-hmm. to build a website. And even if you could, you, well, what would you build it for? So I think everything revolves around the offer. Mm-hmm. And I kind of stumbled over my offer that converted. Yeah, Uh, but then if you already have some kind of expertise, I think these days, like fast forward, I think we're talking about fifteen years now Mm. um, from when I started. It's a lot clearer now on on you know you can use video and social media and stuff to get up and running much easier than back then. Back then you kind of had to build a website and figure out emails and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was no Facebook at this time; like, didn't exist. Yeah, and um there so you know a lot of you couldn't just set up a facebook page or a group like you had to do it a bit it was a bit hard most Mm -hmm. people using front page and dreamweaver to build websites yeah still early days like the the wild west
1: yeah yeah it's it's interesting it's it's moved on incredibly now i mean the people that come online now they've got it all really compared to there it's it's just i mean this and there's so many ready-made plug-in-and-go solutions out there not all of them are are that great but i mean they're still better than starting where we were back then with all of those challenges to be honest i I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the digital marketing agency because that's also something that i've been into in the past um less so now but um i was in the past And i used to do white label stuff for, for other people um it's interesting you got you you went into that because that was the one thing that that i kind of went through a period of thinking was When I was marketing, if you want, to other marketers all the time, it's very difficult to come out with somebody with something that they haven't already seen or a pitch that they haven't already heard. Um, And and oftentimes you're trying to teach them stuff they already know, to a large degree. But then when I took it offline and I was dealing with traditional businesses, of course they look at you as if you're a god, because this is all stuff completely outside of their domain. And I had the same sort of uh, reaction um that you did it was just like wow this is lovely because it's it almost feels frictionless compared to to the other way of doing it um i mean first question are you still doing that and 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 second question if so why
2: uh well i went through a massive evolution so Mm. maybe i'll give you a short
1: (laughs) yeah sure sure
2: like in the beginning you know, in the beginning, I learned how to do everything myself. Yeah. Uh, I had great skills. And yeah. when I signed up those clients, I was fulfilling the work. I was very good at SEO. I was very good at paid traffic. Mm-hmm. All great. Um, then other people asked for help. Could you help me? So I started building a team and I went from a team of zero to 65. And then we became a very solid wholesale provider. So I started mm-hmm. slipping back from retail frontline because of course you're dealing with the customer and that can use up a lot of bandwidth and mm-hmm. uh it's can be also awkward if you don't frame the customer as well or have yeah. a good ability to manage the projects. Mm-hmm. So we were supplying hundreds of resellers as a white label provider. So as a vendor if you like yeah. in the SEO space and then the website development space. And then I sold both of those businesses and uh, got to pay out for them, and now I coach agencies and i 'm a partner in some agencies mm-hmm. so i 'm very uh, lucky I guess to work with some of the leading agencies on the planet for cool. conversion rate optimization yeah. for uh, podcasts, show publishing and syndication, mm-hmm. for uh, youtube advertising, Facebook advertising. Uh, and so on. So I guess I'm still in the agency business, but I'm more of an advisor slash investor. Yeah. Uh, and uh, some of them are, you know, they're doing $5 million a year or 5 million pounds a year, uh, which is pretty much the same at the moment. It is uh, yeah. So yeah. You know, they're at scale and they're very good. So yeah. it's, it's not a business model I directly engage in, but I coach, them. And I'm also a beneficiary in some people's businesses who are in that space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just going back to your point there about nearly the same. I was shocked when I went over to visit my mom and dad uh, just a few weeks back over there in Adelaide. And man, honestly, um, I mean, I think in one supermarket, they were asking six bucks for a half a cauliflower and nearly fell over. <laughs> it's it's actually, I've got to say, it's a little bit more expensive in a lot of areas Whereas 18 years ago, I came across and it was $3 to the pound. And uh, that really was a holiday. That really was. But yeah, times have changed. But um, yeah, so it's in, he, he's a question that I bet you've never been asked before, by the way. If you were to start all over again, right here. had next, to start body. again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hence the sarcasm. You haven't been asked this before. Yeah, I mean, what, what would you do right now? Or, or you know. How would you advise somebody to get started online now? Apart from, obviously, get over to Superfast Business and become a member.
2: Well, they wouldn't qualify if they haven't started yet. Uh, so I, I don't okay. deal with startups. Uh-huh. I've deliberately screen them out. <laughs> They're just okay. too difficult. Yeah. There's, there's too many unknowns. and Whilst I can start up a business and have it succeed, yeah. it's, um, it's a lot of mental reasons why people won't succeed. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's the struggle around the offer. So the secret is to find the offer, move in on the offer. Um, A good starting place is all the things you've already bought. Why did you buy them? Like you're in the buyer's mindset. You've educated yourself on the the possibilities in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. It comes down to being able to communicate that. But also, if you have some kind of skill or expertise, you might be able to position yourself where you could help someone who already has an offer. Mm -hmm. to improve or enhance or do that offer better. And you could Mm -hmm. become a beneficiary, perhaps you get a revenue share model of some kind. Mm -hmm. That's a really great scenario and that's how I like to structure deals now. Mm -hmm. So, it really depends on the goal. I can see now why you are having challenges selling retail stuff if you're asking the same questions everyone else is asking. (laughs) Um, it's, It's almost the wrong question because the goal could be variable. Often, mm-hmm. that question says, "If you had to make money within thirty days or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at a business for ten years, so mm-hmm. I have a different goal to most. Most of my efforts focused on retention
3: mm-hmm. and
2: not getting new customers because I have a subscription business
3: mm-hmm.
2: and i have I really think about where my business is going to be in two or three years from now, or if I could sustain what I'm doing for the next decade, mm-hmm. is that going to bother me or not?" And I build my business around. Sustainability. A great example of that is I take four days a week off and I work three days a week. So
3: mm-hmm. I
2: could sustain that for a very long time. I yeah. feel like I've put it into semi retirement mode. So it depends on what the goal is. If it's fast cash, I'd do different things than a long term business. Yeah. But it is hard starting out. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to have massive. Uh, commitment to overcome the challenges that will absolutely 100% definitely come your way Mm -hmm. you would would want to uh, not be in a desperate situation and unfortunately a lot of people who come at me have already created a hydra monster like a multi-headed beast of Mm -hmm. desperate desperation and despair which is Mm -hmm. why I have a minimum criteria Yeah, Uh, because people who are desperate and under pressure generally they're they're unlikely to succeed in fact even Mm. businesses who do succeed uh, a massive proportion of them. I can't remember the stat. Let's just run with something like 90% fail within a few years Mm. like this. Some of them would actually be better off just to to take a job Mm. and not put themselves through through the pain.
1: yeah. Yeah. I get I get that. I get that. It's, um, it's something I've said a few times when I've done, um, meetings and stuff, is that, um, question I would open up with is what's the wor- worst thing in the world versus, or worse than generating, um, not generate, get it the right way around. What's worse than not generating any leads for your business. And the answer to that is generating loads and loads of leads for your business and not converting that into any actual business because you, you everything it took you to get those leads, the marketing spend, you might as well take your family on holiday. of it. It's exactly right. And I, I see too many people where the business actually owns them, not the other way around. The business, they work for the business, not the business working for them. And I, I always go back to, you remember Michael Gerber and the Enith and all that sort of stuff. That left a, a massive mark on me. Just that, you know, you can start it no matter how small you are, with that concept of building it so you could plug virtually anybody into it and get a, a, you know, a duplicatable, consistent result. Um, whereas most of us do get into our businesses, so I don't know if you agree, but because we're good, like you did right in the beginning, you were exceptionally good at SEO, et cetera. But what ended up happening, at least for a while there, was you had a job. And then you grew out of it and you were were intelligent enough to know you had to break that cycle. But an awful lot of people get stuck in that don't they? Where they're working for an absolute maniac and it's them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, a lot lot of people don't have a team. If you don't have a team, you don't really have a business. It's simple as that. It's one of the the markers of scale. You can only scale. You might get to a couple of hundred thousand dollars, but you'll be working pretty hard for it. You need to have a team yeah. and um, you know, that's really what the big thing that I reflected on when I was a general manager by day and mm. as a solo operator at night, I'm thinking, yeah. well, the, the, the difference here is by day, I've got 70 people in the business. We can generate $50 million in revenue mm-hmm. and I didn't have to do anything other than walk around and have a few conversations. So I would look around the showroom and I'd think, well, if that person over there was doing research, that person over there was building the website and that one over there was sending me emails, uh, this would be, you know, this this could be a good online business. And the irony is I ended up building a bigger database for myself Mm. than I had at the business. Mm. And I made more profit than the business made, which just blew my mind. I could make more profit. Uh, than a $50 million revenue business. The average car dealer makes about 1% profit on their revenue. It's a frightening statistic. It's low, isn't it?
1: Wow. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. That is pretty incredible. So it's it's kind of, um, it's interesting to know what you've got in your mind moving forward from here because it sounds to me like you're really content with what you're doing. You obviously know you're making a difference to an awful lot of people and you're giving great value out there in the marketplace. So you can tend to kind of just keep doing what you're doing and maybe expanding what you're doing, or have you got ideas to, to take it into different directions?
2: I'm just uh, increasing my investment portfolio now of <laughs> revenue share deals. Yeah. Because that's the way I like to operate. I, I like to be in uh, a team, I like to be a collaborator or a partner mm-hmm. uh, in a business and I like it to be sustainable because most yeah. partnerships don't work, yeah. but you can make them sustainable if you set them up right. And that way I'm across multiple businesses and I have great exposure to the market, but I don't have to be the expert on the thing. Mm-hmm. I just have to be good at running the thing. And I, I am a pretty decent general manager, so it kind yeah, of suits yeah. my skill set to manage high risk, uh, high, high uh, concept things that have a lot of plates spinning. I'm kind yeah. of built for that now after years and years of practice.
1: Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Well listen, it's, it's, uh, I'm aware that we're, we're sort of eking towards the end of our time and uh, I've appreciated your time today. It's been really enlightening and enjoyable having a chat with you and finding out how your mind ticks a little bit because you've done extremely, extremely well. And um, I know that people will get a lot of value in this video. Now I know you didn't just in wrap it up. I want I want people to be able to go find out more about you, get their hands on some more information, etc. Um, we may have a few people out there who are looking to start up. Can they still get value from superfastbusiness.com, or is there somewhere else they should go?
2: Um, They can, but they have to be realistic that it's going to be harder for them. There's so many unknowns, like put it this way. If, if someone's already in motion and generating an income, I know I can help them because all the question marks are removed and there's so much opportunity uh, for them. If you're starting out, um, I would actually send them to online course which is, um, Basically, it's my favorite model of building a membership or a course, Mm -hmm. you you know, that's where I really made the big moves is when people wanted to buy the information I'd compiled Mm -hmm. and it teaches people how to go and research the market, find a problem, check that it's big enough, check that it's still able to be competed in Mm -hmm. and it actually gets them access to a course and to the platform you're saying it's hard to get the solutions these days so I have mm-hmm. found the right solution provider and they will be able to create a course or a membership using that program and my friend John Lent su- supplies the actual hands-on help and I created that course with him I think that's that's where I send people who are like absolutely
1: starting from scratch. Brilliant. Okay, I'll put a link down underneath the video. And, and also for anybody else who's watching this who's actually getting momentum with a business that wants a little bit of help to get to the next level. They can come to superfastbusiness.com and connect with you there. Brilliant. Brilliant.
2: Yeah. And there's um, There's quite a lot of podcasts there that would be helpful to get started. I mean, you can, learn a lot from those. There's a, one of my favorite ones is the green flags. I look for um, to know if they're going to have a hundred thousand dollar per month business. And yeah. there's a diagnostic on that, that is, you could treat it like a cheat sheet for um, what you're missing out on your current business. I mean yeah. that, that alone it's based on what I teach my $3,000 per month students. So it's a yeah. very good training.
1: Well, great. I think there's going to be a few people heading straight for that. <laughs> could save a lot of yeah,
2: time. Well, and effort. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, you know, it was too hard for me when I started. That's why I like creating resources that make it a bit easier.
1: Yeah. No, brilliant, mate. Thank you for that. That's that's really, really valuable. I'll make sure to put all the links here. And um, if it's okay with you, I've really enjoyed our time. I'd love to check in maybe in six, 12 months with you, see how we're going and maybe do it again and see where we're all sitting. Uh, it would be really, really great. As long as you can fit me in between your surfing, of course, you know.
2: <laughs> well, I'm not surfing at 9.30 at night. so. <laughs> that's a say. good thing. That's
1: <laughs> a good thing. James, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for taking the time. And um, I look forward to the next time.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Great. That's, that's excellent, James. Thanks so much, mate. Brilliant. We'll edit that down. I'll send you the links and everything. And then you can do what you want cool. at your end. And uh, yeah, let's. I'd, I'd love to stay in contact and see how things are going. I'm going to have a look at a few th- things on your site as well, because there's plenty going on there. It's a lovely site, I've got to say. Um, so yeah, i love it. Yeah, we just we
2: actually we we just renovated it with yeah. um, n- new design and new copy. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's pretty mature now. It's been running f- for uh, probably close to ten years. That one.
1: Yeah. Now, it's really cool. The one thing that really impressed me was the design is beautiful. But when you click, it's quick. Uh, is the worst thing yeah. in
3: the world, isn't it?
1: When you click a, a button and you're waiting and you just lose people. So this is lightning quick. Uh, really good. Really well, cool. I, have,
2: uh, I have particularly slow internet, so I, I've yet to enjoy the experience of fast internet uh, with <laughs> my customers <laughs> and my team.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much an Aussie affliction. I, don't, I think it's... Um, it's, it's known for being pretty poor over there, is isn't not on the internet front, but uh, never mind.
2: It's a, it's, a dis, it's a disgrace. I get like 1.5 upload. It's, oh, I can wow. barely sustain a, vi- a video call. So yeah, if yeah, I that's... can do it, then uh, anyone with a faster internet has got a massive advantage.
1: Exactly <laughs> right. You know, exactly right. No wonder you surf. You've got to start uploading the video, and then oh, and I might as well go and have a quick surf while this is doing that.
2: Oh, no, it could take me overnight. Yeah. You know, I keep my, keep my videos small these days.
1: Yeah, no, I don't blame you, mate. I know, I feel your pain. I've been there as well. <laughs> so I'm all about it. But listen, mate, it's been an absolute joy. It really has. I'm going to let you have the rest of your evening. Otherwise, um, we might be upsetting your wife. <laughs> okay. All right. It's we'll been a joy, you. mate. Take very good care and let's stay in touch. Thank you. Thanks, James. Bye, mate. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye.